Good morning, Raboisai. How's everybody doing? Or I should say, sorry. Good vach. Good vach, everybody. This is a special drink I just received. Somebody sent it. Some anonymous guy from Ansi. I already made a bracha. Mm. I'll explain to you why this is very important. Okay. Lili Nishmas. Rusbas Mordechai, if everybody could please mute yourselves because we don't have Gary. Even Yisrael Goldstein should probably mute himself. Really, because Gary was telling me that YouTube wasn't so clear. So I'm happy to hear that it's even better. Because I'm using Ellie, Dykeman, Ellie Dykeman's device, the AT&T, um, I'll show the item if anybody wants to ever transmit broadcast, it's called the Nighthawk. So I'm going off of that. Alright, Baruch Hashem, it's good to hear. Today's shir is being sponsored by Mark Ashkenazi. Mordechai uh, Ashkenazi. That's what he wrote, that's his Lashem. It's the first official Shinui Hashem. No, sorry, Kalman. Kalman is a Shinui Hashem. We got, um, what's, uh, okay, this is going to be like last Friday. I'm going to have to tell people to, to mute every five minutes or 15 seconds. Who else had a Shinui Hashem besides Kalman? We had a Harry Shalom. I forgot what his, what his Hebrew name is. But Baruch Hashem, we're doing some Shinui Hashems here. Okay, let me set this up real quickly. So uh, he's doing it. Uh, Rufo Shlema, I guess he's doing it just for the Shini Hashem, but the, as an excuse, Rufo Shlema for his father, Chaim ben Chana, who Baruch Hashem is making progress in his recovery. Mazel Tov Mordechai on the Shini Hashem, Yishkoyach. Let me set this up real quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, I should have seen that he, okay. Um, so my wife left on Monday, and I'm not exaggerating. Since she left, I might have had three or maybe four meals in the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days. So I'm a little hungry. I certainly didn't have Slurpees. This is mamish, a big treat. Um, it's not that I'm stuck here. I, I could leave and go. I just, whatever. I forget to eat sometimes. So I'm a little hungry. And, and, and yesterday I needed to make my flight, which was at 7 o'clock. So I gave out two p.m. shear, which meant that I had to get up extra early because I lost that 10 hours that I'm usually used to preparing. And then during the preparation, I get this call from my partner, says, you know, the, this, this refi that we were looking forward to fell through. Great. So then, like a half hour later, I'm, another partner calls me up. He says, this refi that we're supposed to do next month, it fell through. It's like, how bad could it get already? And then, of course, Avi Mandelbaum came and he, he, he cheered me up a little bit. It just got worse and worse. As the day was going on, I, I had to be asking to sell my house at a, at a pretty low price. And we're not happy about it, but it was the right thing to do. It was just one thing after the other. And then finally, the shear is over. And I need to get to the airport, and uh, I realized, hey, I have to fill out these forms. It took me 45 minutes to find the forms and to fill out, because you cannot fill it out only on the day that you leave. You can't fill it out earlier. By the time I filled out the forms and ran to the airport, it was only an hour and 10 minutes before my flight, they said no. And I didn't even argue with them. I realized it's one of those days. You don't, it's just, I knew I was going to miss my flight. It was like, it was obvious. Anyway, so Yishkoyach for the, for the, but the reason I'm telling you this thing is because it's one of these days that I would, right now, I would rather, since I moved to Israel in seven years, I only missed one Shabbos, not being home. To say that I was in the greatest mood to learn today would, would be a shtick of lie. And then I started the daf, and it talks about kav and saw, and I'm from Ponovich, and, and the pudyon, and the this, and like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just... The whole thing. So anyways, the point is, Rabbi says, sometimes you're not having that great of a day, and we pound on. We learn weiter. Yishkoyach for the slurby. It means a lot. Now let's see what else somebody sent me in the mail. I have no idea. I don't know how to even open this thing. Some sort of safer, obviously. 
Maybe it's going to give me chizuk. In Yankov, on Erevin and Psachim. I don't know who it's from. Hold on. There must be a note here. Yishkoyach. Thanks for the gift. Yichazik me. Oh, wow. Guess who it's from? Gedalia's Ladowitz from Arts Girl. Yishkoyach! Okay, great. Uh, maybe I donated money to them or something. I have no idea why I got this. Maybe because we use their pictures once in a while. Zok de Hele Gemara. Oh, I have to read it. I just told you my story, but who cares about my story? Let's see. There was a good one here that I thought it was. Oh, here. Here's a good one. Shalom Aleichem Rebelli. When I was in Israel, I was very grateful that you were keeping things going on schedule from Chicago and realized that there were probably sacrifices needed to be made to make it happen. That today is an understatement. Okay. Now that I'm in town and having trouble staying up, I realize that it's more than I thought. So a tremendous akaras hatoiv to you and the cherif of the shir and hope to continue when I get back. I overheard the possibility of a later shir, a later shir and a hopeful understanding of been passing the passing thought. Looking forward to getting back on soon, getting back, get, whatever. Soon bezer Hashem, anonymously yours, Shmuel. From Shmuel Lapner. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Okay, great. So now let's continue weiter in Shas. I know it's Erev Shabbos in New York. What is it? An hour before Shabbos? Listen, an hour before Shabbos. Yisrael is in the mikveh learning now with us. Who else? I, I saw Shlomi Klein uh, making chal before. I'm not kidding. Yeah? That's what you're doing? Something like that. Something. All right. Zok de Heilu Gimmar. Today's Daf Pei Gimel. We're starting from Pei Beis Amut Beis. Seven lines from the bottom. Rabbi Yochanan ben Breika Oimer. So this is a very fun sugyo. Especially for me. It's talking about, uh-oh, y'all, okay. Rabbi Yisai, this is just, whatever. Okay. Rabbi Yechonim Mabreka says, somebody tell y'all, and, and those over here, he's, he's not muted again. So he's going to, he, he, he told me that he unmutes it to see if we get upset at him. So y'all, we, we see that you're unmuted, please mute. Thank you. No, it won't mute. I, I might have to mute, but Rabbi said, I might have to mute myself if I hear too much noise because it, it's a little distracting. I'll compare them like this. We had a machloikis yesterday between Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika says, Mazin this. What is, how much, how much bread is it? So he says, it's a half, it's a, a loaf of bread that you buy that with one punyan, which equals a chatzi kav, a half of a kav. A loaf of bread that's a half a kav. Okay, so that was yesterday. A loaf of bread, half a kav. Pay attention. Great. Says the Gemara, Tona. And then we had Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon said, here's a kav. You take, you can make three breads out of one kav, and it's two-thirds of a kav. Two parts. Two-thirds of one bread, and one bread is one-third of a kav. Yeah, that's what we had yesterday. Tana, They almost, they're equal almost. Says the Gemara, no, me dummy. So, very simple. This is very, very easy. If a half a kav equals two meals, how much is a whole kav? Four meals. So, from one kav, I have four meals. That's Rabbi Yochanan Shita. Rav Shimon is nine meals per kav. Very simple. Look, I even did the math for you guys. If we're talking about two su'udas are two-thirds of a bread, that means one su'uda is one-ninth of a bread. Look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine pieces. There are nine-thirds in a kav. And two su'udas is two-thirds. So they're very off. In other words... How much is a suda according to Rabbi Shimon? One ninth. How much is a suda according to Rabbi Yochanan? A fourth. So we got a problem here. A quarter, says the Gemara like this. Well, you forgot. The guy selling the bread, he has to make a little bit of a profit. How much? 
he takes a third off the top. So therefore, if he takes a third off the top, it comes out that uh, before we're talking about a half a kav, a bread that's a half, half a kav. No, he only sells a third of a kav. What do he sell? Because he, he has to take a, a third for himself. So he's selling a third of a kav. How much is a third? So a third of a kav equals two meals. We just went from a half to a third. And a half is two meals. So memela what? If you take a third, a third of a kav is two meals. How much is one meal? A sixth of a kav. Half of a third. A sixth of a kav. We're still off. Because Rabbi Shimon says a ninth of a kav. And Rabbi Yochanan says a sixth of a kav. He's nine and he's six. Rav Chizda says something different. Now this is going to be a problem the Gemara is going to address in a second. Rav Chizda contradicts himself. But Rav Chizda says somewhere else. No, the, the baker, he could take 50% profit. So what? Now we're down to a quarter of a kav. We went from a half to a third. But no, it's more. It's a quarter. It's a, it's, it's a half of this. Quarter. That means a quarter of a kav equals two meals. That's the shear in the Mishnah. How much is a muzzin shtei sudas for Erov? A quarter of a kav. So how much is one suda? If I'm going to break that into individual sudas, an eighth. This is still not equal. Rav Shimon says a ninth. Vakati lamar teisha ulamar tamnei eight. I knew the Ka'amar ukrayvim devreyen liyishavim. That's why he says they're similar. They're not exactly, they're, they're, they're close to each other. He says an eighth, he says a ninth. Great. Over here, Rav Chizda said that the bread is a third of a kav. And over here he's saying in red, red and red. I did it red and red because they're both Rav Chizda, a quarter of a kav. Which one is it? Do you understand how hard it is to do the sugyo while you're thinking about refinancing a property and it's not going through and it is going through and what you should tell them not? Okay, I'm just saying. And then missing a flight, not missing a flight. So you can relate. Rabbi said, not every day is the best day. So it depends. If the buyer participates and he, and he provides the wood, the firewood, so his price is going to be cheaper. Then the baker is only going to make a third. He's only going to make a third. He's going to make a third. And that's why he gives it away. He, of the bread is a third of a kav. But if he provides the firewood, so then he only gives from a kav, he gives a half a bread. That's a lot more. Uh, less, sorry, a quarter of a kav. A quarter of a kav is less. And Mimele makes more profit. End of the story. For now. And now we go to a new Ahmed with new math. So we said yesterday, according to Rabbi Shimon at least, here's a loaf of bread. And we know that base hamenuga is a pras. Base hamenuga is if somebody goes into a house that has tumah, that has a neg on the wall, he becomes tame. And if he remains in the house for as long as it takes to eat, a pras, pras means a half a loaf of bread. Then his begotten come to me. Let's say it takes three minutes to eat a half a loaf of bread. So he has to remain in the house three minutes in order for his clothing to become tummy. Half of that, in other words, a quarter of a loaf of bread. So here's a half a bread. A quarter of a loaf of bread, that is to make a person puzzle. That if he eats, a person eats tuma, then his body becomes so puzzle, not tummy, but puzzle that he cannot eat truma. Now listen to this. Brand new sugya. Tana. V'chatsi chetsi chetsio. Half of a half and a half. Half of a half of a half equals an eighth. So rather than saying an eighth, the Gemara says chatsi chatsi chetsio. L'tame tumas oichlin. Whew. So, in order for food to become tame, because food becomes tummy regardless, but you need this shear. An eighth. 
So how does the shear work exactly? So Rashi explains to us, just to make it nice and confusing, Erev Shabbos, according to Rabbi Yochanan, what did we establish in the last sugid when we finished off? Look over here. He gives a quarter of a bread, quarter of a kav. That's the end of the sugid. So, starting with that, we have, according to Rabbi Yochanan, a bread is a quarter of a kav. Now, a quarter of a kav, I'm not going to go into all the, 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 the chishbaitas, but a quarter of a kav equals six eggs. So therefore, when I say that I'm doing a half a, a half a bread, that's three eggs, right? A half of the kav. A half of the a quarter of a kav. A quarter of a kav is six eggs. A loaf of bread is six eggs. So a half a loaf of bread, according to Rabbi Yochanan, is three eggs. A half of that, to make a person puzzle when he eats truma, is one and a half eggs. And a half of that is the amount that, that makes other food tummy. So how much is that? Three quarters of an egg, according to Rabbi Yochanan. You do the same cheshben, this is much simpler. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's different, but very simple. According to Rabbi Shimon, a bread, a loaf of bread, is a third of a kav. A third of a kav equals eight eggs. So now you just divide everything in, in, in half. Half of eight is four eggs. That's for tzaraz, beisamanuga. Half of that, to make a person puzzle, is two eggs. And half of that, to make food tome, is one egg. All right, so that's very simple. So you either have one egg or three quarters of an egg, which is chatsi, chatsi, chetzio, an eighth, to make food tome. In other words, if I have a, a candy this big, Maybe I cannot make it tame because it's too small. I need to have at least an egg's worth or three quarters of an egg's worth, according to Rabbi Yochanan. So ask the Gemara. Somebody is not muted. Oh, Dr. Allen, fine. And Dr. Goldstein. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't mention names because later on it's going to go on YouTube. And they're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna, oh, you're good. You're not going to speak. Fine, and you can't mute it. I get it. Okay. Zogdi Gimar, just tell your wife not to start screaming from upstairs, whatever. Zogdi Gimar, we have a question. If in our Mishnah we go through all the things, this is the shear for Neiruv, and then we go, this is the shear, half of that is for Beisamanuga, and half of that, so how come the Mishnah doesn't continue and give us half of the half and a half? Go all the way down to the bottom of the list, which is for Tumas Eichler. Because it's not really a half of the other half. Why? The sanyo, kamashir chatsi pras, to make a person puzzle is a half a pras, right over here. Now, we're going according to Rabbi Shimon in this, in this uh, instance. Uh, a pras, meaning a half a loaf of bread, is for Beis Menuga. a half of a pras is for a person. Chatsi pras, which is, shtei beitzim chaser kima, two eggs minus a little bit. Why? Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Because they, Rabbi Yehuda holds that in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, they used smaller eggs. So it was a smaller share. Rabbi Yossi Oimer, Shnei Beitzim Soichakois. The opposite. In the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, the eggs were larger, or they used a different type of egg. And Memela, it's Soichakois. Soichakois, we said, means to smile, to be happy, when your lips are open, like this. It's, it's spread apart versus being sad and tight-lipped. So Soichakois is a little bit more than two eggs. So now Rebbe came along and he said it's two eggs v'oid. Two oid means one twentieth. A half a percent. Uh, no, one twentieth. Says the Gemara, kama v'oid, echod me'esrim v'beitza. So memela, yeah, so one twentieth. So we're going to get back to this shear in a second. V'ilu, Gabe Tumas Oichlantanya, Rabbi Nasan Verbi Daisa Amru, Kibetza Sha Amru, Kamaya Vikilipasa. So now why is that not equal? Why can't we go on to say the, the last year of an eighth of an eighth? Because Rabbi Nasan and Rabbi Daisa say, Kibetza Shamru Kamayo Kilipasa. It's equal to an egg with its shell. And I believe the guy in the gross says that it's another 25%. So it's more. Klipasa with its shell. So at the end of the day, it doesn't add up. 
because with the shell doesn't add up to exactly the two eggs, 2.1 according to Rebbe. But at the end of the day, the shiurim are different. You can't say it's exactly half of the previous year because it's not. It's either less or more, but it's not exactly half. Omer Bar Papa, Omer Zu So basically, what we just said goes according to Reb Shimon. In other words, the Gemara is saying that there's another shear. So the, what we already established that this is going, what we just said, the two eggs, and we're, we're doing mamish even, two, or eight, four, two, one, that's all Reb Shimon. But Rabbi Yochanan, he has a different shear. What's his shear? We already know Rabbi Yochanan's shear. If he starts out with six eggs, so half of six, it's three, half of that, one and a half, half of that, three quarters. So I know that. I know where Rabbi Yochanan holds. I know I can do the math myself. No, there's a little bit of a chiddush here. That we're not just using regular eggs, we're using slightly more than, than the regular, like Rebbe said, like the Gemara established, it's one twentieth, a little, one twentieth more than an egg. Listen to this, words that you'll never find in all of Shas. Shigar Bonyois, Bonyois, sent Le Rebbe, to Rebbe, the famous Rebbe, Moidio de Kundes, also words I haven't found anywhere. A measurement of a kundes, which is a very large saw. Demin nusa. I don't know, Rabbi, I, I think this whole daf is just Kabbalah. From beginning to end. That's my, that's my feel. I'm kidding, but there's something to it. I don't know, it's, a, it's, like, it's like, a, like a private language here. A secret language. Shigir, bonyas, moidia, the kundes, the minusa. Okay. The shir Rebbe, and he established this saw, this measurement called a saw of kundes, mason v'shvayis rebeyin, 217 eggs. All right? So now the Gemara says, where did he get the 217? Okay, so we have to remember, 217. Where did he come up, Rebbe? Like, what is it equal to? How, what, they, they bring him this, this, this vessel, it's a measuring cup, let's say the size of a barrel. It can hold 217 eggs. What does it correspond to? In history, they, 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 they dug somewhere. In uh, Kundes, they dug and they found a, a measuring cup, a huge measuring cup. Now, is it from the Midbar? Is it from the desert? That they used the, this kind of saw in the desert? Is it from Yerushalayim, which later on they took the saw of the desert and they increased it? Or is it from Tipari? But what is it? It doesn't match anything that we know. When the Klai rolls in the Midbar, Kuf mem dalar have 144 eggs. Nothing to do with 217. And if it's from Yerushalayim, later on they added a sixth or a fifth, call it whatever you want, depends, milabar, milagav. Kuf ayin gimel have So it's 173, but not 217. Vidi tzipayres, reish zayin, 207 have So Okay, so the best, the closest we got to is 207. How did Rebbe get 217? He's off by 10. Now he's not off, he measured it, and it's 217. So we have to understand what this, what this vessel is. It's 207. I see chalso, shodeyalayu. You have to add the chala to it. So they had a saw, they wanted, they, they, they wanted to, 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 to make dough with the chala in it, so they're left with 207. How much do you give chalas? So that we learned the other day, 124th. So if you take 192 divided by 24 equals 8. 192, not 207, 192 divided by 24, which is the shear of chala, equals 8. So now add 8 to 207 is 215. But frek the Gemara, I see Chalsa kamahavim. Tamni. Eight. Akati botzerle. Now, even if you're going to ignore, now, why did I say 192? Because that divides perfectly in 24. 24 divides nicely in, in 192. It's exactly eight. 
So the little bit extra from 192 to 207, okay, we'll ignore it for now. Okay, fine. But even so, take the 8 and add it to 207. Where are we at? 215. Where did Rebbe come up with 217? So the Gemara says, you're right. Let's go away from that. We're going away from this chala business. El Aisi Va'oidois, the Rebbe. Beautiful word. Rebbe said Va'oid. You have to add a little bit. Va'oidois. Take all the Va'oids together, which are, if you take 200 and you add the Va'oid, one twentieth uh, is 10. Okay? So you add 10. So it equals up exactly 217, because you're at 207. You take a 120th, add the 120th of 200, or 207, it equals 217 in a little bit. But you're not there exactly. You, you did, you added 10, if it was 200, you'd be perfect. But you're not at 200, you're at 207. You forgot, the, you, didn't, you didn't count the, 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 the 120th of the seven, the seven eggs. We don't care about those. So again, why does this Kli have 217? Because Rebbe is right. This is maybe where Rebbe got as far from. Rebbe says you have to add a va'oid. It's not exactly 207. It's 207 and 120th of 207. So you have to add a 120th. What, what are you all laughing? Because I'm talking like a Panovich or math. What's going on here? You got a better word for me? Phil, Uncle Phil said, yeah. Okay, whatever the word is, the fraction, the this, the that. Leave me alone. And then I had another guy that I chepped a guy doing shear and then chepped me afterwards. What is, it's terrible. It was a day, mamish. Goes down in the record book. Tanara Bonat. So you shalmis. Yeseira Amin Boris Shtus. So we have these three saws. They added, they wanted, they added the shear. They added a sixth, which in America, not in Panovich, they call it a fifth. Because a sixth, a shtus of the Gemara, and all shiurim usually, I mean, I would say, I, I don't remember any other, but most of the time, let's call it 90% of the time, the Gemara says a shir, it's the total. So when they give you a shir, they say a sixth, they really mean a fifth. That's how we do math today, we call it a fifth. They talk about the total, so let's say a uh, hundred, uh, uh, 25%, a quarter of, of 100 is 25 so they'll call it a fifth. They'll say 125 and they call it a fifth, right? A, the 25, they take the 25 and put it on the 100 and they call, it they call it a fifth. Because afterwards, once you put it on there, it's 125. They, it's a really what we call a quarter, they call it 125. Fine. So the, the Yerushalmi is larger than the Midbar by a sixth. Milobar. And the Tsipiri one that came in the later generation, they enlarged it by, it's like inflation or whatever, whatever reason they did it for, is larger than Yushami by a sixth. Nimsas, so therefore, the first one, the Midbar, is smaller than the last one, or the last one, the Tsipiris, is larger than the Midbar by a third. A sixth plus a sixth, third. Says the Gemara. Shlishtaman, whoa, 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 time out. It doesn't really work. Why? How much is a midbar? 144. How much is a third of that? 48. A third of 144 is 48. Yet, the tzipayri is larger than the midbar by 63. 144 plus 63 equals... The Tzipayri, which is, uh, where were we? Oh, here. Tzipayri is 207. Says the Gemara. So you want to say, it's the third of the Yerushalmi, which was 173. 58 minus a third. In other words, 57.6. So again, Again, we're, we're talking about 63, not 57. 
Says the Gemara, a third of itself. 207 divided by 3. 69. 70 minus 1, 69. 63. We said that the difference between them, between the Tzipari and the Midbar is 63. And a third of itself of Tzipari is 69. It doesn't add up. It's not, it's not 63, it's 69. It says, It says, it's close. It's not exactly. It's 63 versus 69. It's almost there. So, this third, which is 69, is close to half of a midbar. How much is the midbar? 144. 144 divided by 2, divided into is 72. So 72 is close to 69. Okay. 69 is close to 63. 69 is close to 72. But it doesn't say that it's close. It is a third. So it comes like this. A third of the Tzipari. You with me? We're almost finished. We're almost finished. I promise. Shlishel Tzipari. A third of the Tzipari, which is 207, Tzipari starts out at 207, shall Rebbe, take the Oid of Rebbe, 207 and plus a 120th equals 217, we said, right? So how much is a third of that? 217 divided by 3, 72.3. You say, Ra'amechza so that 72.3 is slightly more than half of a midbar. The midbar is 144, divided by 2 is 72. And according to a third of a tzipari, according to Rebbe, because Rebbe is at 217, 217 divided by 3 is 72.3. 72.3 is very, very, very close to 72. Very good. Rabbi Isai, you can relax. This daf will go down in history as pag, or a gaff. A gaff is a good one. Okay, there was a big gaff yesterday. It's all Kabbalah, especially for Ponovitchers. Tadarabana. Listen, the Lubavitchers are no better than the Ponovitchers. Shlemi told me. They don't, they don't learn math b'chalal. Is that true? Here we have, we have Shlemi on somewhere, but also... Rabbi Tversky is on. What? So how did, how did the sugi work out for you, Rabbi Tversky? It made sense. It made sense. Oh, we're not done yet. Says <laughs> today we're turning the, we're turning to that based Lili Nishmas in memory of Dr. Allen's. Mother, my mother, Shindelbad, Aaron Hirsch, and Bracha. What did I say? Oh, no, because my note is on pay base. You're right. We're on, with that attorney, the PAG, GAF. And also, by, sponsored by the Austin and Tobias grandchildren of Mishpachas, Lila Nishmas, Arababi, Zissel, Bas, Chaim, and Shama should have an Aliyah. Oh, I forgot to add that I also found out yesterday that one of my neighbors, Leilenu, was diagnosed and is doing terrible. In addition to, that wasn't yesterday, but I found out that another neighbor uh, was nifted from COVID. So the kids, it was just all the bad news. And then my daughter calls me up to tell me that she left her, her, her purse in the, in the Uber. And then, and then I said, you know, I'm having a terrible day. And she calls me back later. She goes, you're not going to believe this. I left all my stuff in a second Uber. Kids are, it's, it's, it's a day for Stefanskis. Anyway, Zagdi Gemara. Tara Abonan, Reish Yisar Yisai Seichem. Kedei Yisai Seichem. How much challah, what, what, what do you mean for challah? Like what you eat, Yisai Seichem. Your dough. Bekama Yisai Seichem. Great. How much is that? Kedei Yisai Samidbar. What they had in the, in the, in the, in the midbar. Bekama Yisai Samidbar. This mamish reminds me of that mice of 
Kitzapichis bedvash. What did the man taste like? And we're talking about this. What did the man taste like? Like tzapichis bedvash. And what does tzapichis bedvash taste like? Like, uh, like tzapichis bedvash. So kedai isis amidbar. We come isis amidbar. We're still not getting there. Kedichsid chsiva oimer asiris ha'efahu. All right, I made another chart just to confuse you all. Here we go. An oimer is one tenth of an eifa. It says in the Torah, Oimer. We're talking about Oimer. Stephen, I see you're very excited about the Sugi. By the way, uh, my good friend Louis Colm asked me if, if you were, I forgot where, but then he decided it's not you. He knows the Stephen Sakala somewhere else. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh? You have, a, uh, you have a relative in Pittsburgh? No? Oimer is one tenth of an eifa. How much is an eifa? Three saw. Three saw equals, I'm skipping all the math now. Three saw equals 432 eggs. So, a tenth of that. A oimer is a tenth of an eifa. An eifa we decided is 432 eggs. So a tenth of 432 eggs equals 79 eggs. No, it doesn't? No? Uh, Okay. No, it equals 43. I just wanted to see if anybody's listening. 43 eggs. Okay, fine, good. Because... Everybody could divide something in 10. You guys are geniuses. You should be very proud of yourselves. Okay, great. So an Oimer is 43.2 eggs. I mean, Arisa Seichem. Yeah, Oimer, Arisa Seichem. So, in order to take challah, 43 eggs worth. I guess that's what the shear today is. I don't know what the women do, but uh, you'll have the chazanish egg and the, this egg and the, with, with the klipa, with that, whatever you want, but that's how it starts. Okay, fine. Just the Gemara says three words, but I gave you the chart. Mekan Omru. Shiva Revaim Kemach, seven quarters of a kav. Seven quarters of a kav, Kemach, Void, and a little bit more. Chayim is Okay, so now we know. Shehein, well, because they added a shtus to make it a Rushalmi, and then another shtus to make it a Tzipairi, so therefore we take it down. Shehein, Shisha Shel Yerushalmi, Shem Chamisha Shel Tzipairi. Mikan Amru. And therefore, a boy say, more Kabbalah. Ha'oichel kemidazu, if you eat 43 eggs a day, eggs worth of food a day, you're going to live a nice, healthy life. You're blessed and you are healthy. Yasal came, if you eat 44 eggs, rafton, you're a fresser. I think we eat 49 eggs per kiddush that we go to. I don't know, I have no idea what this year. I don't know what, 43 eggs seems like a lot. I could tell you that in the last week, I ate 23 eggs worth of food in the total. Alkane, Rafton, Pachis Mikan. Sorry, Rafton. So, uh, uh, yes, Alkane. Yes, Alkane. I have all the excuses, I'm telling you. All the excuses. If I didn't make any sense yesterday, all the excuses. Yes, Alkane. If you eat more than 43 eggs, Fresser. Pachis Mikan. If you eat less than 43 eggs, you're going to have problems in the digestive system. You've got to sit there with a... So counting calories. Here you go. Here's the side of counting calories. You've got to sit there with a the scale. Make sure you've got 43 eggs worth of food. Not an egg more, because then they'll call you a fresser. Not an egg less, because then your, your, your stomach will explode. So kids, at 43.2, you tell your wife, Atkan, it's 44, 43. I cannot have this piece of kugel, because 43.2. Zog the Mishnah. Oh. Ah. Woo. We're back to Erevin. Ah, with the pictures and everything. Look at this. I'm not joking. Here we go. We got the pictures. We got the whole thing going. No more of these. What is this stuff? Eggs and ephahs and zachen. Says the Mishnah. Then Eli Dijkman calls me up. At, at, no, you ready for shear? No, I'm not ready for shear. I don't know where I am even. I have no idea where I was. Ready for shear. Oh, I said I had a great idea. I'll call my chavrusa. Maybe you want to learn with me. Maybe he'll explain to me a thing or two. Oh, Shabbos already. Oh, Shkoyach. Zog the Mishnah. So you have people living on top and li- people living in the bottom. So now we're just going to discuss very basic stuff. No math. You could all wake up. Whoever went to Lubavitch, Panovich, and everything in between, and all the other Chedarim that taught us well and, and, and all the things and didn't go to college, you could wake up now. Fine. The, there's, a, there's a porch here. You see this? Who does this belong to? This guy right over here. Who? The, the guys on the bottom, the guys on the top. So most likely, you, we would all say logically, the guys on the top. Okay. So you have Anshay Chatzar, the guys on the bottom, Anshay Mir Pesas, and the guys over here on the top that belong to this, 
to this, um, what is it called? Not a porch. Uh, no, there's a better word, whatever. A balcony. Call a balcony. I like balcony better. Fine, balcony. They forgot. They, they didn't make an Eruv. They made an Eruv between themselves. They, everybody made an Eruv, but not between, not between the top and the bottom. The whole Chatzar did. The whole balcony guys did. Everybody lives in this apartment. They have buildings like this, right? I do not own anything like this, I don't think. No. It's a pain for snow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do owe in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, in Cleveland. Not just a pain. We just had to redo in Cleveland. I don't remember how much. Maybe $300,000 worth of this stuff. Because the, the snow the, is right on the, on, the, on the water. Gorgeous, gorgeous building on the, on the water. And the um, Bensi Friedman will tell you all about it. Uh, it eroded the concrete. Terrible stuff over there. Anyway, before we bought it. Anyway, great stuff. Yeah, so they still make these kind of buildings. Adayamazeh. And they, let's say they all made an Eruv, but the guys in the bottom didn't. So, sorry. So anything with, that's above 10 Tfachim goes to the balcony people. What belongs to who, where belongs where? So if this, to climb up here, 10 Tfachim, so then this belongs to upstairs. Lower belongs to downstairs because they have easy access to it. Whoever, like we learned in the sugi before, whoever has easier access always wins. That's how it goes. It becomes theirs. But what's interesting is if, if you're equally, if you have the equal access, then nobody gets it. Okay, then you have to make an error. But if I have more access than you, then I get it. So look at this. You have here a beam comes up. Here's a nice rim of somebody dug down here and they, they had a bunch of dirt that came out. So it goes to the balcony. That's only if this beam is close to the balcony so they have access to it. But if it's far away, then it doesn't belong to the top guys. It belongs to the bottom guys because it's too far for the top guy to reach. What does it mean? So if this beam is within Fort Fachim of the balcony, then it belongs to the balcony. Says the Gemara, a few very basic halachas here. So we're talking about who owns what, who has access to where, who has to make the Eruv. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you a few simple things. If I could access you and you could access me with a opening, like a window or a oh great like this says Gemara that's the exact case of a chaloin that we learned daf ein vav ein zayinish over there shabain shtechatzeres if you recall this picture there was a line if the window is within ten tefachim it's great so therefore what's the halacha the halacha is that either they make an Erev together or they make an Erev separately. That's the halacha. So if they don't, then it becomes Asr. And the area in between is Asr. They can't do anything with the area in between. What if the only way to access a certain place is by throwing it? A big mountain between them. You have to throw something up there. It's more than 10 Tfachim, obviously. We already learned that at Sugya. The Mishnah, you have a wall that divides two, two Chatzerahs. So what, what's the halacha? That if you have food on, on the wall, it's also to bring it down. Not talking about what you guys are thinking. I know what you guys are thinking. But Shilshul means to lower a cable down. So you're talking about the opposite of a wall. It's in the ground. And that is the halacha of, of, of a ditch between two chatzeros. So by the way, it's, if you don't do anything, both of them are osur. And we'll see in a second. I, I don't know if you recall, we had the case where the ditch, one of the chatzeros is higher, closer to the ditch. It's a lower down chatzer. So it has access to the chat. It's less than 10 tvachim. It gets the ditch. 
Now, interesting. What if one has access through an opening and the other one is lower down, he has to throw it. Here's the nice picture. Let's see if I can find it. Because I did not have Seichel to put it together. What was the case? Oh, here. Here we go. Here's an opening. I don't know if you can even see. There's a little gate right over here. And so, so the guy in the top has, a, has a, a very easy way to get to this mound. He has a little gate. The guy in the bottom is very tough for him. He has to throw it up. Go like that. It's a beautiful picture, actually. The, the stones, the staircase to show you the elevation, how the guy on top is higher up. Okay. So if that's the case... That is the case. Go back to, I don't remember what the after was, maybe I'm Zion. Here's the chutzr down below. We learned this, believe it or not. And here's the chutzr up on top. So whoever is closer wins. It's, it's more accessible to the guy on top. He gets the whole wall. That's him. It goes by whoever, if there's a kasha and a noyach, if there's an easier access, and so the guy has easier access. He's the only one that, 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 that rules over the, that place, over the wall. So over here also, the guy that has a door, he just opens up the door and goes to the mound. So he, he, it's a lot easier than the guy has to throw and, and make shtick to get there. So it's the guy that has the petach. Uh, what about this case? This guy had, look, beautiful uh, opening right over here, but the kids don't fall down because it's like a gate, but he opens it up, he gets to it. So, uh, Yeah? No. Sorry. It has to be over here. This guy is going to lower it down, and this guy is going to go straight up a petach. That's the case of the ditch between the two, the two yards. And whoever is closer, if you have a yard that's lowered down to the ditch, let's say he, yeah, there's a ditch between two yards, but one yard is, elevation is lower. So he does, his ditch actually is only, let's say, four tfachim. But the guy lives higher up, the ditch is ten tfachim. So the guy that's four tfachim, he wins. So now finally, Gemara comes to a case where they're both equally hard. You have to throw it up or lower down a cable to get to it. Now lowering down a cable is probably easier than throwing. So you have, they're both difficult, but one is less difficult. So that's the Shiloh. Is that considered too difficult, or since one is slightly easier, so it's easy and, and difficult. Omerav, they're both difficult. One is a hundred difficult, on the scale from one to hundred, it's a hundred. The other one is 95, but they're both difficult. But at the end of the day, it's easier for the 95 guy. All he has to do is lower cable, and then he, okay, it's hard to lower cable. It's not as hard as to, to aim and to throw. Okay, yeah, I should have known it's my brother calling to say good Shabbos again. Mamish, the same thing as last Friday, and I told him, don't call me Friday, but that was last Shabbos. He, oh, he thinks I'm an Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't know I missed my flight. Oh, but then what? What did you say? Did YouTube go off? It's back on, okay. It's back on, okay. We're, we're, we're done, Rabbi Isai. So, and that's the halacha. So even though, okay, it's difficult, but it's less difficult than throwing. And Mamela, that mound goes, according to Shmuel, not according to Rav, it goes to the guy that's less difficult, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, have a wonderful week in, in Eretz Yisrael. Um, the plan is, I don't know, until I really get yelled at by my wife, I'm, I'm going to try to get that Monday night f- flight together with Avi Mandelbaum. I'm on that flight as of now. What? God willing, we'll fly together. Yeah, yeah. Are, are, are you going to bring 
Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. It's not mine. I told you it's not mine. Good Shabbos. Gedalia, good Shabbos. Is that you, Gedalia? Is that what you, what you look like when you were a kid? Cool. Listen, listen, it's the same flight, and I have to do the same thing. I have to give a shear, let's say, at 2 o'clock, and then I have to print the papers. It's the same problem. But this time, I'm hoping to be packed before. What? What do you say? You guys obviously never said a shear. I didn't have I didn't have forty five minutes that morning to print out the papers, or to pack. I didn't pack that. I could, I guess I could have packed the month before. Seriously, you know I forgot to tell you guys. I had a thought the entire time. I said I did not go to Yoel to give him his Slurpee. I did not go to say goodbye because the the forty five minutes that I printed, I was planning on going to him. I said, you know what? This is going to be my Einish. So I'm going to have to go. I have to go on Sunday and say goodbye to him. No, I got I got two messages from him. They said he's Michael. Two. No. No. He's saying no. He's not Michael. What are you? What were you guys thinking, Mark? What were you thinking when you did that? He he got one today. He said he finished his. He's finished his. Listen, Phil, Phil, what were you saying about? Uh, what was I using? What 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 uh what what term was I using wrong over there? What could have I said better? When I was talking like a punavitcher, what did you mean by that? But that's not me. I'm saying, how could have I said it differently? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Listen, you do Ellie at somebody's house. Oh, turn.